Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Johnny Bananas, and I'm going to be covering a brand new season of The Challenge USA on CBS that, of course, I will be completely dominating on my podcast, Death Taxes and Bananas, on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. Head over to that feed and follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. If you want to participate in this podcast and have your voice heard, give us a call at 646-STEW-138. And now, on to our stories. Jacoby. Yes. Have you ever tried to cook anything in the dishwasher? Why would I ever do that? Well, people on TikTok are cooking salmon in the dishwasher by putting it in some kind of watertight container, Mm -hmm. like tinfoil or something, and then um, rinsing it in the dishwasher, putting it in for a cycle. It's it's kind of like a sous vide type of cooking. Yes. Um, Which just seems completely stupid. Yes. Thank you very much. Do you know what else? Do you know know what's always next to a dishwasher? uh, An oven. An oven. Exactly. So it's not like, (laughs) oh, I'm in the middle of the woods. I can, this is the only thing I can do. It's not like you're about to go camping and you have to drink hard juice. Exactly. You're right next to an oven. Just cook it in the oven. I'm sure it takes less time and it tastes better. And the the weirdest thing about this is this was on like the Johnny Carson show in like 1976. So this has been going on for decades, for decades. That's the thing with these TikTok trends is like they just catch on, but it's like nothing is ever new. Of course, it's just like, no, just a trend. But you make a good point about time. That's a really crucial one because salmon actually cooks really quickly. Yes. Especially if you're like broiling it. It's among many things you can make. It's like a fast dish meal. So why would you slow it down by putting it in the dishwasher, which always takes longer than it should? I'm just like, how is this cycle still going? It's like like multiple hours. Yeah. Yeah. That is way too long. It doesn't make any sense. Also, I can't really think of anything that would really like withstand the dishwasher cycle in a way that I'm certain no no like water or soap was getting or in. soap, yeah. And if it is withstanding that, then I, I just think that like that's gross too. I, it's you're just, essentially just like steaming it. So why don't you just steam it? You're all you're right next to an oven. It doesn't make any sense. It makes and no just, sense. And it can't taste better. I never I'm never no. like, you know what? I want some some steamed salmon right now. No one said that. I just can't imagine. There's, I just can't imagine doing it. There's some TikTok trends, and I'm like, yeah, I'll try that. But even for content, I just don't see myself putting salmon, which is expensive, into the dishwasher. Another good point. And then you're gonna taste it. And you're gonna be like, yep, it, that tastes like salmon. Tastes like shitty salmon. Yep. Great. There it is. Hope I haven't poisoned myself. It's also one of those like, who's the first person to do this, and why? Well, the guy on the Johnny Carson show. I guess so. <laughs> I think it was more of a promoting dishwashers at the time than anything else, actually. Oh, dishwasher salesman. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Let's move on. Um, this is just a story that really, it's not a whole lot to it, but it really strikes a chord for both of us. The Independent in the United Kingdom, where we get a lot of our food mm-hmm. stories, had a column just about the joy 
of eating alone. And you and I both enjoy eating alone. We don't want to eat together, but we share a love of sitting at the bar, ordering, maybe with your book, maybe with your phone. And you're just, it's just a great, relaxing and also like transactional experience. I love eating alone. I went golfing with a buddy and our plan was to eat together afterwards. And I basically bailed on him because I would prefer to eat by myself. And I was like, I just hung out with you for like four hours. There's nothing new to talk about. I'd rather just read my book and be by myself. So I didn't lie, but I was like, yeah, man, I'm just going to go home. I didn't go home. I went out and ate by myself. I just didn't want to be with him. Love him to death too. Sorry, Rom. I um, had a summer job once where like all the other interns went out for lunch together. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to go read. And yes. I was just like, I, I'd rather just eat, eat alone and read, but yes. I, thanks anyway. <laughs> yes. I've got a good book going right now. And I am just, I would just, there's nothing I would rather do than like order some spicy ramen and just read my book. Oh, interesting. What's your ideal solo meal at the bar? Oof. Um, My ideal solo meal at the bar would be a really good Caesar salad and then some high quality like pasta. With some vegetables and like Alfredo. Mm, that sounds sounds really good. You should go to Pasta Louise in Park Slope. They have a really good high quality pasta with vegetables. Recently, I was on the subway on the way to a friend's for dinner and the subway broke down. So we had to evacuate. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not going. This isn't happening for me. <laughs> and so I, I turned around and then I went and I ate Mexican food at the bar alone while watching Love Island on my phone. And it was a great night. That's, that's just Juliet, Julietting so hard. <laughs> All you have to do is just take a dip in the Mediterranean and you are just peak Juliet right there. I was just like, I really like, this isn't happening. I'm so far away. I'm going to be late and it's just not worth it. And I also, I was behind on Love Island. So yes, there you go. Not anymore. Not <laughs> <Exactly>. anymore. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. We got an old heist. I, Mike is a great producer because when he knows that like, you know, maybe it's like a lull, it's summer doldrums. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just, re- let's just revisit our, our great heist. This one is about maple syrup in Canada. So, 2,700 tons of maple syrup with a so street valuation of $18 million. This is not like, hey, someone broke into the liquor store this and took a legit. bottle of booze. Like, this is $18 million worth of, and it took forever, too. Think about, think about that. 2,700 tons. A ton is a 2,000 pounds. 2,000 I mean, times 2,700. That's a lot. So much, so heavy. Again, the transporting of all of this yes. is always the biggest mystery. It's like me. half a million pounds of syrup. <laughs> who wants that? Why do you want that much syrup in your life to begin with? And who do you sell it to? Like, who? <laughs> what's the market for this? Seriously. It's, I don't know. I if, don't know. If there. someone said, buy one, get one free, I'd be like, nah, I don't want to carry around that second bottle of syrup. I'm definitely not like, do you have half a million pounds of syrup? It's crazy. I mean, they, I will say they did over 2,700. Sorry, they did over 10 months, but yes. still. Even then. It's still so much. That's also, 270 tons a month. Four guys. Yeah. So they're each doing 45 tons a month. That's and they're, a they're each making like no 4.5 4. million dollars. I don't know how you transport it. Honestly, all the like natural things you can get from trees seem like really hard to get out too. Like it's sap. I mean, syrup. It seems hard. I Rubber. don't think so. Hard to get. Um, last season on The Bachelorette, they tried to like tap a tree to get some syrup, but it did work. <laughs> growing up, we, every year we would go to like a syrup place. I don't know what they're called. And they would just give you fresh snow with syrup on it. It was so good. That so awesome. good. 
In like Vermont? Yeah, I don't know. I was in Massachusetts. Maybe it was Massachusetts. Maybe it was Vermont. But like, it's just Vermont. fresh snow with syrup. Be like, what's the best thing to put syrup on? Pancakes? Nope. Fresh snow. Wow. That's, fresh that's snow. interesting. It's so good. So I'm going to Google that. I'd love to try that in the winter. Oh, huh. it's so, 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 so good. This is insane. Interesting. Who did they All sell right. it to? Unclear. I think it was just like black market. But there's an episode on Netflix that you can watch about this called Dirty Money. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. So, it seems we'll like... It. Hold on a second. Uh, the series is called Dirty Money. Got it. Yeah, there's a single episode I was going to say, I was like, that is a poorly titled, that is a poorly titled documentary <laughs> about a syrup theft. <laughs> So really, they really need to go back to the drawing board on that titling. Jacoby, of everything we've ever discussed, what are you most likely to steal? Syrup? Cheese? Alcohol? Oh, what am I most likely to steal? For me, it's definitely cheese. I, I, I love cheese. Yeah, it's expensive too. <laughs> yeah. A little bulky. The book I'm reading is about someone who steals art. So I've been really into stealing stuff recently. <laughs> I hope this, the captain we called last week in Minnesota isn't listening. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. But I've been, I mean, this guy makes it seem really easy to steal expensive art. Like, really easy. He just walks in and takes it in the middle of the day. And he never gets caught for, like, what years. What book is this? The Art Thief. Again, good title. <laughs> What's it about? Guy steals art. What's it called? The Art Thief. It's not called Dirty Money and it's about syrup. I just read a book about Theodore Roosevelt's journey to the Amazon to to unchar- like literally uncharted land. And I learned about how people used to go to the Amazon to extract rubber from different trees. And it just seemed really hard. That's what made me think about it. <laughs> it seems really hard. Well, guess what? Stealing <laughs> art seems really easy. Really, really easy. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next story. This is something that I'm really actually quite excited about. There is a new ride coming to Holiday World and Splash and Safari, which is an amusement park in Indiana. And they are going to have a gravy boat themed roller coaster. You're really excited about this. I'm going to push back. I'm pushing back on that. You're not really excited about a gravy themed roller coaster in Indiana. When I saw this story, I was like, great idea. No. I swear to God. Terrible idea. Terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Of all the things that you could theme a roller coaster around, why are you choosing to do it around Thanksgiving? And of all the things that Thanksgiving-themed roller coaster could possibly have, why pick gravy? Because it's a, a boat. It's like something you can get in, a gravy boat. So it lends itself to like a carriage on a ride. I, I, I guess. I, I guess. This is, this is insane that you, you, you support this. Of all the I, things... That you could be on a coaster around. You're picking a, a holiday, a meal. This place in Evansville, Indiana, does like a lot of like theme rides around different Halloween, uh, different holidays. So this is like their Thanksgiving ride. They also do like Christmas ones, Halloween ones. But they don't Fourth take it ones. down. It's still going to be there year round. It opens in March. I mean, I think it just sounds fun. I don't know. No, I like it, it does not. I would prefer that to like a haunted house. I'd no. love a great a gravy something. Oh my god, I hate haunted houses. I get scared. I don't what? like people like coming up and like yelling at me. Oh yeah, like, jumping in my face. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, don't like that. I, I know. We like. I was in LA one time. They took it like way too seriously. I was like, you guys, yeah. you guys are actors. I get it, but like, come on. Have you ever been to Not Scary Farm? No. During Halloween, it's no. Not Scary Farm. Oh no. my god, they go way hard there. I I hate Halloween culture, but I like Thanksgiving culture, so I'm in on this. this I don't know. Is, this also no. just feels. Feels very Indiana to me. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Checks it does out. Feel, like it does feel Indiana-ish. But and I just feel like 
that I would have gone to in college. Like, oh, let's go for a day trip to Indiana. It's it's going to play really well for like two weeks in November. But then in the middle of the summer, you're like, let's go on the gravy boat ride. And you like That's ride gross. around. <laughs> it's kind of like Bugs Life. Like you're like really small, I think is the idea. And you go <laughs> yes. past all of these different like um, dishes and stuff. I think that's the 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 idea is that you're in a gravy boat, like a, a like a little tiny person, yeah. like honey, I shrunk the kids. No, yes, and it's correct. also it's, it's for kids. It's like it's like grandmas can go on it and little kids. I'm like, no, I want to go on a scary roller coaster, not a gravy themed <laughs> roller coaster. Well, I can't believe I'll, you started with. I'm really excited about this. I thought you were going to do a I different think it story. Great. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't sound great. A gravy themed roller coaster sounds great to you. <laughs> yes, I'm into it. No way. Well, you can. that can be a, a food news road trip that you can go on by yourself. You can do lots of solo dining while you're there. Okay, great. United, can we go to Indiana? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to another story that hits close to home. And close to home being my heart. Um, this comes to us from Australia. There Not was a literally pub. the furthest from home possible. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Very far away. Very far from home. Someone at a pub called the Cornish Arms in Brunswick, Melbourne, ordered Pinot Grigio and asked for ice in it. And on the check, when they when they were paying, the server had written uh, Pinot Grigio, ice in it, fucking bogans, like insulting them yes. for putting ice in their Pinot Grigio. As someone who frequently orders a white wine, usually a Sauvignon Blanc, and asks to add um, sparkling water and maybe a twist of orange, I was offended by this. Because, like, listen, you want your wine how you want your wine. Back how you off, want it. Cornish arms. Yeah, and it's like, what do you care if they want ice in the wine? And it, it, it opens up this, something that I need to confess. Okay. I like uh, ice in pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. I like ice in beer. Like, if you put ice in Coke, why don't you put ice in beer? Why don't you put ice in beer? That's what I'm, again, I've done it before. I'm like, this is fantastic. Why, why am I ashamed to put ice in my beer? Like, why, 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 if, if the wine is supposed to be cold, why not put ice on it? That's what you do to every other beverage. But for some reason, beer and wine, we're like, oh no, that's, you can't do that. You're gonna get made fun of by the staff. I get it a little bit more with wine, even though I I have no problem with it because it's like supposed to be eaten in a very specific way or drank in a really specific way and supposed to like get different tasting notes and like maybe it waters it down or whatever. But with beer, isn't the point often for it to be as cold as possible? So yes. like, shouldn't you put ice in it? Yes. And like a light domestic beer is watery anyway. So you're not going to like ruin the flavor. Right. It's just it's- like, why don't I put this over ice? Every soda, I would... If someone gave me a soda with no ice, I'd be like, this is, in- this is insane. But if you give me a beer, I'm like, oh, can't put ice in that. That's crazy. I mean, I just Googled it and all the internet says is, well, it dilutes it. And it's like, yeah, we know. That's we know. fine. I get it. But I don't complain so, about Coca-Cola. Right. You know, it dilutes <laughs> and, and, Coca-Cola just as much. Right. And I like the taste of Coke Zero. So like adding ice to it, yeah, it changes the taste, but sometimes it's worth it. And uh, again, I've had red wine. And my buddy, former best friend Mike, would just pour it over ice. I'm like, what is this? He's like, do you ever drink sangria? I'm like, yes. He's like, same thing, just no fruit. Well, it's not exactly true, but yes, no fruit. And usually there's like another like liqueur in there or something. But still, yes, I get the point. It was good. It makes it easier to drink. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because wine's not good. Yeah, wine does not taste good. I've (laughs) I've, I've said this before on the podcast. It took me, I'm 45. I started drinking probably at like 13. Right. So it's 32 years of drinking. It took me 30 years to like look in the mirror and be like, I don't like wine. I just don't like it. 
that's why I add seltzer to it because it doesn't taste better and orange. And I'm like, oh, this tastes good now. <laughs> yes, you've, you've taken all of the parts of wine out of the wine. Like now it's good. Now you are acceptable. I feel like actual food prof- food and beverage professionals have to be so horrified by this podcast. <laughs> They're just probably like, this is the worst shit I've ever heard. I like I I don't like wine. It's I I I don't like that it took me this long to realize I don't like wine. I don't like a lot of red wines. Yes. I sometimes I like it for like the the vibe because I'm like this feels appropriate, but yes. I don't ever like want to drink it. If I was by myself at my home, I would never open a bottle of wine and pour myself a glass. I would never. I will say sometimes I crave a beer. Like occasionally I'd be like, you know what would be really good right now is an ice cold beer. Yes. I feel like that uh, most of my waking hours. <laughs> so you actually like the taste? Yes. Interesting. I do. Because most alcohol I don't actually like the taste of. I'm going to have a beer over ice today. <laughs> I can't think of the last time I did it. It's probably been a decade. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Why yeah, not? one of those cold those cups that you freeze and then like the outside of it is frozen. Like a frosted mug? Yeah. But it's actually like has like water, has like a layer of water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frozen. I know those. Yeah. <laughs> like oh God, I remember getting off a like a 10-hour drive and getting to St. Louis and going to the hotel bar and getting a Bud Light in a frosted mug. You know, they, they make Bud mm-hmm. Light there. It was the best beer I've ever had in my life. That does sound really good. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds after great. after a long car ride, you know what I mean? It's just God, that was so good. I'm definitely having a beer over ice today. And I like I a want really cold Mexican call beer. Someone call and explain why we can't put ice in our beer. And if you want to call in, call six four six stew one thirty eight. Shall we move on? Yes. I want a beer. <laughs> this place is in we support ice. <laughs> yes. We are pro ice uh, podcast. The main thing to understand. All right. On the topic of beer, Goose Island. Have you heard of it? Yeah, of course. Who's Island? It's good. Yeah, sure. I, I don't like it, but it was again when I, I feel like I mentioned college a lot. That's because when I, I think it's like Chicago drinking. beer though, it is a Chicago yeah. beer. Yeah. So we used to go to Goose Goose Island like brewery tour was like a thing. Um, they are making a rice pudding flavored beer. Uh, uh, quick follow up question on this one. Sorry to break format. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Could why? You put, can you put ice in it? Is I'm it sure like, you can. What do you think? I'm sure you can. <laughs> But why rice pudding beer? Why? Just why? There's lots of other things. I guess because like rice and barley are similar. And so beer is like a barley beverage. I don't know. I guess. I mean, kind of. Should we get a beer professional on the podcast to explain stuff to us? No, I'd rather just bullshit about it. Can our beer professional please call us at 646-STEW-138? We'd love to hear from you. A brewer, I believe they're called. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe a different beer professional. Just like have one know about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or I I don't know. Or. A beer professional. I don't want to limit it to a okay. brewer. <laughs> yeah, but, but there could be a distributor, be a truck driver. Yeah, there's, a lot, sure. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of different jobs in the in the beer professional business. taster. I don't know someone yeah. who covers beer for a magazine. Sure, is that your beat? I'm the beer beat. Know. Yeah, the beer beat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know why one would do this. And as I said a few moments ago, I just like a classic Mexican beer, a cerveza. Yeah. A, P- a Pacifico, a Corona, a Modelo, you know. A michelada. Like I love a Michelada. Me too. I love that. So good. It's different. Again, it's kind of like you with though. wine. It's like a Michelada. It's like I'm taking beer and I'm taking like all the elements of beer out of it and just making it to make tomato juice. But it's going to taste awesome. And it's going to make me drunk. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I love tomato. I, it's, it's awesome. When you go to Mexico and order one, though, it's a little bit different. Like there's more options and stuff. Because yeah. I, I did this multiple times. Great. Good job by you. Thanks. Um. All right, Jacoby. One thing we've been circling all summer long. And we've never really definitively gotten into was our disagreement about gazpacho. So we are bringing back our erstwhile segment of food fight. And we are here to discuss this controversial 
cold soup. Jacoby, we know where you stand. We mm-hmm. know that you're for it. And you, sorry, you are against it. Hard Please make your case it. against gazpacho. First, what is gazpacho? Gazpacho called is Andalusian gazpacho is a cold soup and drink made of raw blended vegetables. It originated in southern regions of the Iberian Peninsula and spread into other areas. It's widely eaten in Spain. Okay, gazpacho is not soup. It is blended vegetables. Okay, so it is okay. a vegetable smoothie. It is not so you're, soup. You're saying there's no broth, so there's no soup. Yes, and it does not taste good. Like, I've never had one and been like, that is some good gazpacho. Ten minutes. Never. I've never, ever, ever had a good gazpacho in my life. Ever. A COVID season one staple for me was the Union Market uh, gazpacho. I, I, like, really enjoyed it and have it for lunch a lot. I don't know if you remember, but the summer of 2020 was really hot. Yes. And that gazpacho hit the spot for me. And the broth thing, I understand. Like, if we're defining soup as something that is made from a broth and a stock, Mm -hmm. I get that. But I think that part of what you're talking about here is you associate a certain warmth and a certain feeling to soup and that you expect that gazpacho to have it as well because of your own expectations. I would say gazpacho is just a different experience. And like, how is it different? How is it different than like a chunky soup? Because it chunky soup is hot and it tastes good. Gazpacho is just like uh, a V8, basically. You're basically just having like a V8. That's what it is. You're having a V8. I like a V8 too. V8, not bad. I tried one recently. I was like, why did this like, why did this just disappear from my life for 30 years? <laughs> I just want to say, I, I've the definition of soup is a liquid dish, typically made by boiling, boiling. meat, fish, yes. I just and, looked or that vegetables and yes. stock or water. But that says typically, not always. Okay. So I'm just saying, it's not... Gazpacho doesn't go against the definition of soup. It's just an outlier. I like tomato juice, but I don't like gazpacho. Is it because you don't like the cilantro that's often in it? Or yes. like the bread, the breadcrumbs? I don't like the cilantro flavor with the tomato flavor. I just don't I just okay. don't like it. I just find it to be like I will say in a way it's less tomato-y than it, you would think. And it's watery though. Like it's kind of watery. It's, it doesn't have as much flavor. Like, it doesn't really have a lot of flavor. It's a very mild, boring flavor. I think you're flavor. having bad gazpacho. No, I'm not having gazpacho. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> I'm not. So, so I'm not having well, bad gazpacho. I'm not having good gazpacho. I'm just not having it. Union Market has really good gazpacho, but I don't like the watermelon one because it's too spicy for me. Everything's too spicy for you, Juliet. Most things are. That's Watermelon correct. is too spicy for you. It's watermelon gazpacho, and it's extra spicy. <laughs> That does not sound good. It's it's really watery. Like it's just not doesn't have a lot of flavor. And and the cilantro part, just no, I don't want anything to do with gazpacho. All right. I the thing is, it's such a strong personal preference. It's a little bit I'm gonna give you this one. I think that almost all of our food fights I win as a superior debater, but this one I think that I could see your point. Really? Like like I like it. But I, um, but I think everything you're saying, I get. Like, it resonates. Yeah, you said you like it from one place, one time, one summer. It's just, I don't, I don't necessarily want to order it all the time. But I do like it. But another thing I don't but like I'm about... I'm not a soup person. I'm not a liquid meal person. You know I'm a soup person. But yeah. I think people are like, it's hot outside and I want soup, so I'm going to have cold soup. It's like, how about this? Have a beverage. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, I, I, have a beverage. 
and then eat some food. My biggest problem with gazpacho is it's like secretly bad for you. It's secretly loaded with no. carbs because there's tiny bread. There's like tiny breadcrumbs in it. A good one. Oh, God. I, I hate things that shouldn't be bad for you that are bad for you. Like eating hummus one time and someone's just like, there's a lot of carbs in that. You know that? And I was like, yeah. this doesn't even taste that good. You know what I mean? I, like, I like love hummus. It's a different kind of carb than, than it bread. It should be good for you, right? Like hummus it's shouldn't bad be bad for you. It doesn't, taste, it doesn't taste good enough to be bad for you. Disagree. I love hummus, but it's also not bad for you. It's like it's high in fat, but like depends on what kind of diet you have and whatever. But it's just gazpacho is secretly carb heavy, like bad carbs, not, not good, good carbs. Not good. I'm out on gazpacho. I won. I can't believe that you admitted that I won a food fight. It's a big day. I'm happy for you. I just, I'm happy for I, me, too. I want you to remember this when you think I'm like being unfair or just won't give in. Like I, I give in to reason. And today's that day. Great. That's so exciting. Congrats. Savor it. It'll on. never happen again. <laughs> when I started talking about gazpacho after you were about to move on, I was like, just get out. She already said you won. <laughs> it's like, just move on. You just can't Why help are you yourself. still going back in on gazpacho? <laughs> Let's get into today's taste test. What do you got, Juliet? Well, I went to one of my favorite stores. I don't know if you know this about me, Jacoby, but I am a Maxinista. I love TJ Maxx. And really? I go You're a Maxinista? Fre- very frequently. Yes. Huh. I also like also like Marshalls and Home Goods, same, same company. But when I go to TJ Maxx, the clothes and the shoes are like totally besides the point to me. Like I exclusively buy pillows and bath towels at TJ Maxx. Interesting. Like, great deals. Just great deals. And the thing that's always the most intriguing to me and also the most terrifying is the snacks. And I always want to try basically everything I see, everything that's in the line as I'm waiting to pay. I'm just like, I would fucking love to try that. So I was there today and I was like, what should I get for food news? Like, what can I, can I indulge myself in? So I have found something that is called ice cream that doesn't melt. It is 100% real ice cream. It is freeze dried and it is from a company called super garden. Um, our intern Olivia made a good point. When you go to TJ Maxx and you buy food, you literally have no idea how long it's been sitting on a no. shelf or from where it came. But it's freeze dried and advertised as something for um, uh, astronauts, and so it has to be fine for me. I don't think uh, anyone goes to TJ Maxx in, to buy food. They just end up buying food at TJ Maxx. Yeah, I want to be ending up buying food, but I almost never do. So okay. I was like, today's my day. This was made in Lithuania. Just want to mention that. <laughs> what year? <laughs> Unknown. Lithuanian freeze-dried ice cream. That's it what looks the taste like, test is today. It looks like sidewalk chalk, yes. but it's white. It looks like she looks like sugar cubes, kind of. And it's like has like a weird it's like actual ice chalky. cream, so it's like dairy. Um, here are the ingredients in English. <laughs> Vegetable fats. <laughs> that's the first ingredient. Yep. That's not good. Sugar. Okay. Whey and skimmed milk powder. Okay. Glucose, fructose, and sucrose, all of the sugars. All the sugars. Emulsifier, vanilla flavor. Um, and that's it. It, I, it claimed as it was frozen and freeze-dried. It's very hard to believe that's true. I just wonder true. why Lithuania. You know what I mean? Like why is why Lithuania? It tastes like vanilla freeze-dried ice cream. I mean it's ice cream. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I've got Honestly, a product. it is it is good. If I were if I were in space, I would eat this. If, what if you were in Lithuania? I don't know. I guess I would also <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this is so weird. Um, I just want to read to you. This freeze-dried ice cream is called Astronaut's Ice Cream as this 
lyophilized snack was developed for the Apollo mission. Oh. Um, you can keep it at room temperature. It will not melt. I can tell you that's true. This is definitely one of the weirdest things I've done for food news. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. <laughs> it's a great journey. I enjoyed every second of it. And a very quick question. Do you believe in the moon landing? Yes. I have some other thoughts I could share, but I will not at this time. Okay. I respect I respect your, your boundaries. <laughs> I have something that I've always wanted to try. It, everyone's seen this snack. Everyone has seen it, and everyone has wanted to buy it, but I don't think anyone's ever bought it before. Well, I just want to tell you, the place that I often see this snack is at TJ Maxx. <laughs> you are really doing the food shopping over at Two TJ Maxx. This no, is, just that I, when I'm on Cape Cod, I go to TJ Maxx five out of seven days a week just that, walk that's around. That's insane. That's absolutely I just, insane. I just like to browse. That's absolutely <laughs> insanity. I'm not even going to ask any follow-up questions. Wow. Carry on. Five out of seven days? In the winter, it's open late and the sun goes down. So I'm like, okay, so, cool. So I'll just, it's 10 o'clock at night. You're just like, like hopping in the car, driving over to TJ yes. Maxx to look at like some Nautica really t-shirts close. for discount it's, prices. Yeah, it's very close. They have really good beauty supplies too. So it's like, oh, what makeup can I get on discount or whatever? Wow. These are Muddy Bites, waffle cone snacks. They are the very bottom of the cone filled with chocolate. We've all seen these. We've all wanted these. The, this, we, I know it's going to be great. Sweet this is something I'm so glad that I'm here right now sharing this with you guys because I know this is going to be awesome. This cannot disappoint. Also, Expectations Muddy Bite are very flavor. High. Muddy Bite flavor is really good. I always like the Muddy Buddies, mm. like all of that. I mean, I'm sure it's awesome. So good. They always have those at TJ Maxx, so check it out. <laughs> I'm not going to check it out. I'm not going to TJ Maxx. Here's what I like to buy at TJ Maxx. Sunscreen, towels, <laughs> pillows, socks. Lithuanian free dress ice cream. And now Lithuanian snacks. <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're having a good time. Muddy Bites, if you've seen these things in the grocery store, you've thought about buying them, just buy them. They're excellent. They're absolutely excellent. All right. Time for personal food news. 30 seconds. I recently had Fruit Loops for dessert. I was like, oh, I just need a sweet. What do I have? And I had Fruit Loops. And I was just thinking, most cereal should be marketed as like a dry on the go dessert. It's a great call. It's a great call. Thanks. Thank so, you. Indulging in a sugary cereal from time to time is a wonderful treat. Oh, I loved it. You can't buy a whole box and eat like tricks for breakfast. Like that's insane. No. Of course but not. If can't you even get have frosted those, flakes for breakfast. But even like those, an individual cup of Apple Jacks. Like when's the last time you had like Apple yeah. Jacks? So not good. recent enough. Not recent so enough. So good. Like yes. have a, everyone listening to this, just get an, a, a little individual cup of Apple Jacks, put some whole milk in there. Oh yeah. Have yourself a day. Have Fuck yourself yeah. that's a, a great, day. That's a great day. This, <laughs> how can it go wrong? Anything could happen. If I, if I finish my day with a bowl of Apple Jacks, wiped clean. clean I had slate. these Fruit Loops dry, but it was it's great. awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, lo- loved um, it. You know, I love tuna salad. We've discussed this. I, I make too. great tuna salad. And I went to a deli that I don't normally go to, and I was going to get a tuna sandwich. This happened today. And I pointed at the tuna sandwich. I go, tuna salad, roll, toasted. And he goes, which tuna salad? I was like, huh. And then he pointed to the variety of different Whoa. tuna salads they had. They what had the differences? regular, vegetable, and Mexican. And I was like, first off, I was like, this is brilliant. There should be, there, it should be like cream cheese. Like there should be 20 different flavors of this stuff. I was like, this is brilliant. I was so shocked when he was like, what type of tuna? I was like, huh. 
And then when he, when he said Mexican, I was like, talk dirty to me. I was like, What's I'm in getting, it? It was like kind of like with some taco seasoning, basically. Oh, cool. And some onions. It was just kind of like a, a taco-themed tuna salad. And it was fantastic. Fantastic. And it made me think, like, maybe we've been approaching tuna salad wrong this whole time. Maybe tuna salad, like cream cheese, is just a base for different varieties. Huh. I'm going to think on that. But I will say cream cheese flavors have gone too far. That's Way too far. Undoubted. Sometimes I'm in there like, who's ordering that? Like, who, who's, who's getting that? One of my bagel places has like cookie monster cream cheese that I think is I just mean, blue cream cheese. It's just disgusting. Just no. No. And like, just like, don't even let your child have that. It's I, still good. It's still good cream cheese habits. I don't habits. want locks mixed into my cream cheese. Yeah, you know I, that I, one? I, I don't like yeah, that one. I, those are separate I get mixed to me. On that. Those are separate I, I'm mixed to me. on it. So it depends on the locks. To me, it indicates the locks isn't good. So they're like, oh, we'll just throw it into the cream cheese. Yeah, so or it's the, old the, locks. Yeah, it's the problem. No, thank you. Well, tuna salad, who knew? That sounds great. Love tuna salad. Um, let's get into some listener food news. Hey, Juliet and Jacoby. Um, this is Nora calling from California. And this is Dan. We Very love good. the pod. Yeah. Um, we went to see Barbie last week for the first time being in theaters in a really long time. And we came across some Reese's Animal Crackers snack collabo. Whoa. And I'm Whoa. wondering, I know Juliet is a big Reese's fan. Whoa. If you've come across these, what you think? Um, they're not, like, fully dipped in, as, like, you would expect them to be. They have, like, peanut butter on one side, Whoa. chocolate on the other. Whoa. Um, which I think is a very impressive choice. And, um, yeah, we found them delicious. So, just calling in to see if you've tried them and also just curious after listening last week to the Skittles mustard conversation, if there are other snack collabos that you are favoring or that you would like to see. Okay. Love the pod. Thanks guys. I love how she was like, I'm in California. And then he's like, and I'm Dan. It's really like, I'm Barbie. It's Barbie. And I'm Ken. Um, (laughs) Shout out to Nora and Dan. I have not seen that snack. No. But it's but one I, of those things I'd where you're like just like, to. yeah, that yeah, that works. That works. Animal crackers are really underrated and a really mm-hmm. great dipper. So almost mm-hmm. anything could go on them and they'd be good. Yes, they remind like Dunkaroos. Remember Dunkaroos? There's a little bit of a Dunkaroo renaissance. Love Dunkaroo. But Dunkaroos, Love. Dunkaroos are kind of slowly coming back. And that the again, animal crackers are a great dipping vehicle. This is a no-brainer. Producer Mike is probably already Googling these. These will be in our possession soon. I'm very excited about it. And for her second question is actually something I saw on TikTok. Recently, I got the pickle spice. You know that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen someone put it on plain goldfish, like just dump a bunch of pickle powder into a goldfish bag and shake up the goldfish. That and sounds really good. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to do it. And that to answer Nora and Dan's question would be my ideal sort of like collaboration combination. Yours. I don't know, but I have a Dunkaroo story that I'd like to share instead. All right. More personal food news. <laughs> Bonus personal food news in the overtime here. What, a, what an my, episode. My friends Will and Steph had a, a rager a couple months ago and Steph is like the consummate host. Did the and subway so break she, down and then you stopped and we got Mexican food? <laughs> this was in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Um, she had a lot of different snacks at the at the party. So when people got the munchies, they had snacks available to them and included in that was a lot of Dunkaroos. And so I had Dunkaroos and it was fucking great. And I also brought home an extra one so I could have one when I got home. Okay, hold on. Did you tell her that you were taking one home? No, but... So you stole Dunkaroos from her? 
I was one of the last people at the party. I do not think it's okay to take packaged food from someone's home and then take it to your home at her, without at her letting home. them know. That's, that's, it, but, that's I just want to say it wasn't at her home. It was like a an off-site party. Okay. All right. That's um, better then. She definitely didn't care. It wasn't like stealing from her. She was, bit, it was like extra bit. party food. A little bit. Uh, we'll get staff to call in and, and let us know if she felt I was stealing from her. I thought it was her, to her Thanks to our producer, Mike Wargon. <laughs> thanks to Nora and Dan. We will not be back next week. We'll be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening, everybody.